Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. The phone lines, they are open. 8150-939-3831-939 for the UPS Jobs text line if you want to hit us up uh, that way. I think one of the things that concerns me most and a, and a list of things that concern me most uh, about Louisville, looking at Ken Palm, uh, for instance, in the, the buy or sell question that oh, was God. asked. You know, uh, under over you know, two wins or, or whatever the rest of the year. I decided to be optimistic and say over. Uh, but looking at Ken Palm, not only is Louisville not favored to win any of these games down the stretch, not one. Uh, they are, according to Ken Palm, tracking towards losing out of the remaining five. What are we looking at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve games or so. Uh, they are only underdogs by single digits two of them Woof. so boston college notre dame florida state is no florida state's one of them boston college notre dame then you have two the two games where they have little was three point underdogs at home against georgia tech and at home against florida state and then it's 18 21 16 13 20 11 13 23 Mark, how do you feel about your decision, your your recent purchase? <laughs> My recent <laughs> your recent purchase. Buy. Yeah, I mean, look, that that's not uh, confidence inst- instilling. Uh, Return. In the least. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a return segment after the buy or sell? Yeah, buy or sell. <laughs> after after a deeper Resell. dive. Yeah. I like to return this merchandise. You can only get score cre- store credit. Oh yeah. You know, Dave, I will fully uh, admit in, in, in like my optimism, I have not I have tried very hard to, to be realistic, you know, to be fair and to be honest. And so when they've stunk and, and in ways that I think that they've stunk, we've been pretty clear that it's it's not not acceptable and we've called it out. But I have continued to believe now through 19 games that it, it it's that people are still reacting a little bit more than I wish they would 
and that I don't think it's going to – it just can't stay this way, I guess, is what I've said to myself, like, all year. Like, there's any kind of projecting, like, they're not going to win another game. You know, is they're not going to stay this way, but two-thirds of the way through, they have stayed this Largely way. Largely stayed this way. Yeah, so my, I guess the question is, when do you think I should give up on that? Like, when is it time for me to settle down and just be like, no, but the – the cavalry's not coming. It's not changing. Uh, for this year? Yeah. It ain't coming. <laughs> I mean, I think this may be maybe your last little uh, – I mean, maybe we can change the team a little bit with the core four. Maybe maybe they can look a little different. But uh, I think you should just let go of any expectations of anything down the stretch here because it hasn't happened yet. And that's not me being boo-boo, but, like, the season's over 60% done. You know, like, it's at this point I feel like – Instead of setting yourself up for disappointment every game and rehashing, like we have to do it, we have to talk about it. But like getting re disappointed every game, you know, I think people either have to to set it, and some people are, are going to be angry all off season because Kenny's still around because he probably will be. Um, but it's more like take this season for the massive disappointment it is and point towards the transfer portal. But like. That leaves us with two months of what what the hell are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> if it stays yeah, I, the same, you know. Well, I guess at least uh, in my mind, I'm holding out hope that that what Kenny said that I can give like the most honest appoint, uh, appraisal and and of what Kenny said in particular about a core for and that that it, it'll look a little bit different. And I, you know, I think there is something to be said for remaining an optimistic fan and hoping that just a marginal increases in body language and energy and effort are all that's really needed for this to just stop looking so bad, right? Like that if we can at least get them pushed back into the a lot of these kind of games against crummy teams might be coin flips uh, area or it, you know, it wouldn't take a lot for this team to be decent. Like I have to hold on to until it's just gone that there's better effort and more personal pride and intensity to be had out there. Uh, and that I'm just, I, I guess I, I can't quit believing that it's going to, we're going to see it at some point until the season's over. With. Look, I'm not maybe, here to talk maybe I should you learn. that. I don't know. Make no, me like, sad, I, Dave. I don't want to do that. Like, I've right. said it this whole time. Like, I don't want to be like a 24-7 just font of negativity when it comes to this team. I don't. I want them to give me things to talk about. And every time they have, I've talked about it, even if it was the slim. And I'll continue to do that. But I'm also not going to be dishonest about it, and I'm not going to build myself up every game. Like, hey, it's going to be different. And then it's not. I'd rather be pleasantly surprised if they win tonight, you know, or they that's, play. That's where I am. It's like I just can't find myself saying they're definitively they're going to win this game. Now I think they beat Notre Dame, but I can't even say with confidence they'll do that. that. Yeah, I hope they do. I hope they. I hope they somehow turn it around. But I just I'm not going to BS you guys and be like, yeah, this team with the core four, the lineup now, would never go lose a game again. Like I just can't do that. That's not what he's saying. But you know, I'll put I'll put myself in a position where I'm looking to next year. This has been more than a disappointment. It's been a historically bad year. It's been an abject failure. Uh, and it's been really hard to watch as a Louisville fan. We're a proud fan base, as we should be. Um, the reality is he's probably the coach next year. And there are a ton of things he has to do differently. Um, I feel like 
Jeff Greer's like summation, the little clip from his uh, Field of 68 podcast, um, was exactly what we've been kind of gnawing at or kind of kind of getting at the last couple of weeks. And he, he summarized it really well. Like, basically, look, you're probably coming back next year, but you have to change everything, you know, like pretty much. Like, you've got to figure this thing out because at this point, he said what I've said basically is that there's no real indications that that you're the guy. But look, man, you've got – you're going to have another chance to, to show it. And it's going to be such a huge couple of months. And if he doesn't get the influx of talent that he clearly – needs and doesn't change attitudes hearts and minds over there in the facility it's going to be a very short tenure here but as far as this season yeah you can always hope for upticks in in body language upticks in effort upticks in little parts of the game i'm just not going to hold out hope until i see it. i'll be happy if it happens but i'm not going to expect anything yeah i feel like i'm not willing to just write off and i would i would not want josh to have a firm opinion and be willing to to kind of put up with any explanation for what happens like i understand that he's publicly you know supported ken it's what 80s are supposed to do and he might very well mean all of that and and i fully admit that you know we don't know everything that goes on behind closed doors but i would i would think no matter what even if you know everything that there is to know about the basketball program, when they go out there and play like they've played in a lot of games this year, it's not good enough. And I, I would hope that, that Josh is watching this and and is open to really to, to just about anything and isn't willing to just be like, well, you know, this first year doesn't really matter. Like, I don't think that an AD can do that. And I don't really no. think that a coach can do that either. And it does bother me how much it seems like people are like, well, it doesn't really matter what they do this year. It's all about next year. Like, I, No, it mattered. It what mattered you're doing from, with what you got right now matters. It mattered from day one, and that's kind of what I've been telling people. Like, I'm not saying what happens the rest of the season doesn't matter because that's not been my stance the whole year, and that's not my stance anymore. I'm saying that I'm not going to believe that it's going to – improve you know what i mean until i see it um and i I, doesn't mean they can't prove me wrong i think like i've been fighting hard against and you have too like the people that have said this season's a wash this season doesn't matter because it, it it seems to like edge towards nothing is kenny's fault you know what i mean like there's nothing he could have done with this team which is simply not true you know it's just it's just i have i have not liked dave the idea that just because they're like, even if I grant you that the expectations that this would be a 500 team or a, right. you know, a bubble team or something, that even if I grant you that that was too much, that that was overly optimistic, and that there's not a coach anywhere that could that could have this team in that state, that that might be true, but that does not mean that nothing matters because of it. You know, if if the if the ghost of John Wooden coached this team this year, and and the best record they could have is eleven and twenty or something, well then why aren't we eleven and twenty? And why aren't we anywhere close to that? You know what I'm saying? Like you can grant this to people in, in defense of Kenny and still not like what you see with what he's doing with what he has. Like I can grant you that this is as the, the, the cupboard is as bare as you want it to be for the sake of your argument and still think it ought to look better than it does. Exactly. They ought to be more prepared 
than they are. They and I be, don't like it at the. I, I don't believe that it's as bare as people say, but that's still like, like I, I feel like if you, yeah, I don't, I just it, same stuff over and over again. But you know, I I don't like to bring in Rick's name because it's inflammatory. You know what I mean? It's like going from zero to Bama, like Diener always says. But like, if Rick Pitino was the coach of this team, do you really think they they wouldn't be much better? Because I do. Like, you know, I, don't, I do. I don't know that their record would be a lot better. But, I don't think it would be great, but I think it would be much better than two and seventeen. I yeah, do. I think yeah, I think I, they would probably probably get them to win nine or ten games with the schedule yeah, they were right now, at I, least. Yeah, I think that they would be somewhere like Boston College is nine and eleven, but they're it's the it's the how you get there, right? And and so I'm just not willing to give a pass to where like they still need to show me something between now and the end of the year. Like if you're Kenny, you gotta start banking positives it's like as a coach i would not want everyone who is uh you know in defense of me running around blaming literally everything that goes wrong on someone else yeah like that would bother me if i was kenny but that is what 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 people do they ought to be better and i think it's it's imperative for him between now and the end of the year to convince with the results everyone that the best course of action is to make things better for you than to make things better by moving on from you. Like You've got to convince people that he's the thing you want to keep and let's better organize and arrange the things that are around him. And right now, if you don't feel that way, I don't have a problem with that. I understand why you don't feel that way. And it's Kenny's job to make that the feeling that the majority of us have. Oh, he can certainly make people, some people, let me, let me, let me, couch that some people something down the stretch you know if you win a couple of games if you look better you can still salvage something like hey there's something we can build off of man i just can't like i know it's a different conversation but i'm just i I have a hard time believing that's going to happen it does not mean that it, it it can't i just don't have any indications to believe that it will i mean did you see the 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 graph that matt mcgavick Tweeted out. I did, yes. Yeah. So for those of you who are wondering, mm. Matt McGavick tweeted a picture of the Ken Palm ranking for Louisville every week that there's been games since the week that Louisville beat Michigan and, and was number one in the polls. Yeah. Right? And, so, and, and it's been – it, it looks just like you would expect. So the, uh, basically the, the zero data point is them being ranked number one. And then now they're ranked number, what, 297? And just the precipitous fall to that point. And it's been pretty striking and depressing. (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad. But, like, just seeing it visually, like the fall from grace that we've had the last few years, it's just – I just can't believe what I'm watching at this point. Texas says, you guys cannot stop the narrative that KP can be – can – I guess he means not be fired after one year. He certainly can, and there are a lot of media that are going to look like fools and never be taken seriously again when it happens. We're not a part of the decision about whether he can be fired after a year or not, uh, but it's not a, it is not a controversial or outlandish stance that a – that an AD is not going to hire the basketball coach that he hired. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not going to fire, fire them after one, yeah. one year. Like, nobody gets fired after one year. So, for, for my default position to be, they're not going to do that. It's not It's not us trying to sort of carry some sort of agenda. Because no. here's... I'll say this plainly to everyone. If, the, if it just looks exactly the same all the way to the end of the year and they fired him, I would understand. It'd be totally fine. You know, and that's the thing. Like, if you listen to the show regularly, I think you've heard me many times in the last several weeks say, I think the most likely result, the most likely scenario is that he's back next year regardless. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that he's probably back. There are a couple things that can change that. One, he decides to leave on his own or there's some kind of mutual decision. And two, the other big one is like, this is all theoretical right now, but once you get to the end of the year and you actually are 2-29, and 29, you actually are looking at that in the face and there is no real improvement that you can wrap your arms around, you don't know what's going to happen. You really don't. But the most likely position is that Josh Hurd won't fire the guy he hired after a year because it makes him look terrible too. And it's a financial burden that we're not really prepared to carry right now. Um, but it's not like I, I'm not carrying any kind of agenda with that. Like That's just the truth. That's the most likely scenario. And, and look, if you are convinced that that's exactly what's going to happen, I don't know based on what. I understand the argument for it. It's pretty unprecedented. I mean, it but is. You would you have to admit if you're convinced that it's going to happen. Like you'd have to admit it. It is extremely rare, and you, and it's not based on anything like you know. Right? You, you think and you, you think it a lot and think it hard, but it doesn't mean that you know it's it is going to happen. And I get this feeling from a lot of people, Dave, that if I just say it's going to happen firmly right. enough. That it will, it will eventually have this feeling of inevitability, and they'll have no choice but to do it. And I've got news for you: that is not how it's going to work. No, like we're, I mean, our our assumption is based on history, you know, and logic. But like, I totally, I think if you listen to the show, you've heard me basically say, "Look, I, I'm worried if we if we end up two and twenty nine, I don't know what you do, I don't know how you can justify it, and what you do, I just think it's a, it's it's something that's going to be really infeasible for them to do. But also, I mean, like firing after one year, but you also have to look at the amount of money they're going to lose and all that thing. And there's things that they're going to have to weigh after a year. And Josh is going to have to have a come to Jesus meeting with Kenny and figure out what, what the plan is going forward. I don't know. And I do understand the argument. What, like his couple of texts said, what must be done eventually must be done right away. There are other factors, financial and otherwise. 8150-939. That's the number if you want to get in here. Let's get uh, Wayne in here. Wayne, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? Uh, hello, guys. Um, my thing is, this is the first time, I don't know how you all feel, but this is the first time I really feel that my hands are absolutely tied. Hmm. I really do. I really believe that. And I do not want him fired, but I feel like there is nothing we can do to change this. Nothing. I mean, nothing. But the one thing I want to ask both of you all, and I want, you know, and you've already touched on it, Mark, and you have too, Biscuit. It, it, the one thing is the coaching. I'm not talking about the players. 
I'm not, I don't even want to include the players. But think about this. If any other coach, let's say a high school coach, or Scotty Davenport, let's just say anybody, you put them in there, you don't have one guard. I guarantee you they would have loved this job. They would have got their butts out there walking the streets, finding them about three guards. And, and, and believe me, Rick Patino would not have had just one guard. He would have had at least three to four guards before he even started the season. And you know I'm right because that's just how he is. But I think Kenny's plan, and Mark, I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say, Biscuit, you too. I think Kenny's plan, he's hit a pipeline in this Africa thing. And I think what people's not seeing that I think I'm seeing, now maybe it's a morale, I don't know. But I think he's hit a pipeline. I think he's got some people coming from that, from that place where he, you know, where he's been over there. And I think he's got some connections that's going to help him. I also think there's going to be some guys help him in a transfer portal nail a couple guys. Well, if he nails a couple of them, more of them African guys, and then he nails a couple of, well, then that might be the answer right there. That, and, and Josh, I guarantee you, is in on every single thing that's going on. There's no way in heck that, that Josh is not knowing what's going on. He don't have to wait to the end of the year because he already knows. And, and it doesn't matter what he does. And I, I hate to say this. I hate to say this, but no matter what Kenny does, and he has not coached. I, now, you can get mad at me all you want, listeners, and you, all y'all can get mad at me, but he has not coached. There's no way in heck that he's done a decent job. I mean, a halfway decent job. And that's all I have to say, guys, and you all do a great job, and I'll Thank listen. You. Yeah, appreciate uh, the call there. Uh, I I have heard, you know, from folks that that uh, a core four is that they like him, but he was viewed as something of a, a developmental project that also kind of bought you some goodwill uh, with yeah. that with the hope and that there is an expectation and a hope that it's a pipeline for some guys, uh, but that's not going to be enough, you know, to to build your whole program around. But if it is, if that's the plan, that's good. I am totally fine, uh, and and we should all expect, no matter how good recruiting goes, that Louisville is always going to be in position to benefit from a coach being resourceful in the way that he recruits. Like, Louisville's never going to have the luxury of not having to sort of turn a stone over here and there and find a guy. Even the best of Rick's teams did that very thing. I, that, that will never be a part of our past. I don't care how long uh, we do this. So if they're doing that, that's good. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Uh, my I, my only issue with talking about you know, loading up with transfers and you know that sort of thing is right now the he has not done a good job the, of with the day in day out coaching and the, the 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 results are what they are the way the team plays is what it is and it's a reflection of how they're coached to play and he it would the, the problem for Kenny is like even if we were to announce right now that there's a bunch of, of fairly known quantities that give you a lot of reason to think a lot better about next year, you still don't feel any better about him preparing them. And more than anything else, I would love to finish this season feeling like, all right, yes, it took them a long time. 
Yes, they looked very, very, very messy early on in the year. But by the end of the year, they all seem to sort of find their footing. And now with these guys coming in, I'm willing to give it a shot. Like, that feels like best case. But he's got to do that. It's not consequence-free between now and the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Like, all, all this is still theor- theoretical. You know, like, everything we talk about, it's like, what if? This? You know what I mean? Like, that, that, that feels like it's, it's a constant, like what if we see this and what if this happens and like man everybody just wants to see it happen like you gotta something needs to materialize of all these theoretical like leaps forward or even steps forward baby steps we're going to take as a program and as individual players and Kenny as a coach and the African pipeline thing is interesting you know it's an interesting thought and you know I know that a core four uh, name checked uh, Jordan Wara uh, as an influence, as Jordan's Nigerian, you know, his father was the coach of the Nigerian national team, and Gorgie's from Senegal. That probably has some cachet with with uh, with people in that country. And I mean, yeah, it's nice to to think about that, but that's not going to fill out your whole roster. And at the end of the day, that's that's part of it. But the whole premise of this this whole thing was was Kenny's going to get talent. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying there's not talent. In NBA Africa, but I'm saying that's that's not the the five star polished products you were expecting to to at least get as part of your part of your recruiting class. Well, and it's 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 another one of these instances as it stands right now, where what we're asking him to do or what's being proposed as like this is what Kenny's going to do doesn't fit with what we think he's good at right exactly like, like it's odd to say like these guys he's used to coaching these superstar guys and these guys just don't have it and the message doesn't gel but wait till he gets his guys in here but then it's not superstar guys that right and that that's like how does that work when you're like almost everybody was like yeah there's probably going to be some growing pains on the bench coaching you know and and the actual game coaching and 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 fi- X's and O's, all X's stuff, and O's, right. and everything. And but he's gonna build relationships, and he's gonna get players in here. And then we like it. Just seems like it's constant. It's it's not what you want to see. And that's not. Look, I'm all for developmental prospects, and I'm all for building that relationship because there's gonna be guys that are ready to play out of there. I'm sure. You know, there's gonna be a spectrum, and and, and all of that's great. And you need those guys to to fill out your roster and and and. Build a, a winner in addition, but you also need the top end talent. That's what makes it work when you're saying you're, you knew you were going to have growing pains. Well, and it was going to be mitigated by this this massive influx of talent that's going to come. And now you're going, well, we haven't really found any of that, that massive influx of talent, but here's what we're going to do to fill out like the rest of the roster. You know, <laughs> like it's just not the answers to the questions aren't they, like the, the story's just constantly changing. Like the, the the narrative on on what he's going to do and how he's going to do it and and that's fine but it, the pieces don't necessarily fit together. Yeah, and, and this is where you know I think Marcus or Jerry Eves or some of the the folks who have been died who in the wool like telling us it's going to be great they're going to get the whole point was don't worry about so much like the X's and O's part uh, he'll figure that out but also he'll only have to figure it out to to a certain extent because we're going to get dudes in here and like that was it was never supposed to be 
just trust them to like develop these guys that are a bit off. Yeah, the like that's the whole. It was point. never supposed to be like the whole point was we were going to go around all of that. That's what Chris Mack was doing, you know. A lot yeah. of, and we were supposed to be better than that, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, this is a he's bringing his guys in, and he's got to trust him. Well, I mean, you kind of said it was going to be different than this, and it would feel better if those people took a little bit more accountability for what they kind of promised it to be, even though it's not Kenny's fault that they did. Yeah. I agree. Let's get to the phones here. Let's get uh, James in here next. James, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? What's going on, guys? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Didn't mean to bother y'all, but I was driving home and I was listening to y'all, and I got to disagree with you on a couple things. And Go ahead. Hit me. All right. First one. Uh, we can't fire him after one year uh, because it's not done. It's never been done before. That's your argument, right? It's no, no. That's a timeout, James. Or, it's not the only argument. Okay. It's not the only. Just, just, just so we get it all clear. Uh, sure. Financially, it, it's going to cost eight million dollars after this year, okay. uh, and it's Josh okay. Hurd's hire. So I'm one year later, right on. you know he's hired, firing his own guy. So it's just just to all make right, sure, I'm like sorry. it's not just because it's never been done, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But for, first of all, Josh, you, you say it's the Josh hire, Josh Hurd hire. Okay. What if I spin it back and say it wasn't Josh Hurd that had to hire? You said this last time. What if time. Josh got told what? Wait a minute, please. Just hear me out for just a second. What if Josh got told what to do? And if Josh didn't do what he was told, he wasn't going to get the money to hire the coach. See what I'm saying? But why? He why do we told, need that? Why do we need to know if that's true or not? Like they hired because him. I, th- I think it's a I think it's I think it's an open up of a can of worms that a lot of people don't want to open. What but is I'll it, open. Why, hold on. Why is that? Okay, yeah, you're brave. I know. Why? What I do? Well, why is why is that relevant at all? Are you saying that Josh won't fire him because he can't? This is what I'm saying. He hired him before the tournament ended, or before the tournament ended, right? right. And we were told as a fan base we needed to hire him now so he could start recruiting. That didn't work out right. Didn't work out how it was planned, okay? He is two and, what, 19 right now? 18, whatever he is. Two and 17. I can't even keep up with it. And we're going into February. It's unacceptable, guys. You all keep saying the same thing. We all keep saying the same things over and over and over again. That is the definition of insanity. It's all over the it's all over the board, guys. It's I don't know what like I ask you if the fan calls in and says, What have they got better at? And you all say nothing. Man, I can't go into work and not do nothing and destroy everything and get a paycheck. And not right. get fired. No, you're not wrong, right? James. It's 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 been. Right. I mean, that's all I'm saying. And I, I, guys, I'm not, man. I'm not trying to to be mean about this. But you all are not. You're looking at it. You got to see through it. And if you all right. add up all the pieces that's gone on since March to now, and you call in and say, look, they look terrible. They can't throw the ball in bounds, or they're stepping. They're, the same players are stepping out of bounds. They don't even know where they're at on the floor during the game. You're called and said that you don't know anything. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's well, an argument. I appreciate okay. argument. Appreciate the call, James. Thank you. Listen, I don't – I've not – I'm not Marcus. I don't know how else to say it. Like, I'm not going to tell you that you don't know basketball if you're critical of, of the way that they've played. Because by that standard, I don't know basketball, and I've been pretty damn critical of how they've played. I don't know what the relevancy is at all of, like, the Kenny Payne origin story. Right, like, right. like Josh didn't hire him. That's, like whether like, it was ultimately his 
choice yeah. or like a. I, I I'm gonna tell you like knowing some of what I know about the inner workings and what I heard back then and what I've heard since then, man, it was. Bottom line, like the guys that you thought he should have hired, as far as like the eight million dollar year coaches, weren't economically feasible, and the it was basically Kenny Payne or a couple of some mid major coaches, and that's fine. Like I, there were some mid major coaches that I wanted, and I would have been happy with, but it wasn't like the wide selection that you think it is, and it's a bad look in any situation to fire a coach after one year period. It just simply does not really happen. And I've been I've been pretty clear this whole year that that doesn't mean that I'm endorsing him <laughs> that I think he's going to get it turned around. I don't think like I've been pretty clear and I understand what James is saying like I there is not any indication to this point for me that he's the right guy for the job. I just don't it's really hard to defend firing guy after a year. It just is. Yeah, I think that all anyone who is saying is, is like, you can't fire him now, is saying is, is like, there's enough context here that the results, that's not the only thing that the results up to this point demand. And that people who are making these decisions and have all the data, if they come out and say, we're going to do this instead of firing him, that it'll be, it'll be a, a position you might not agree with, but it won't be insane. And you would have to admit... If they just walked away from after one year, it'd be pretty rare. And it would be a shame. It would be a shame to hire any coach, and it'd be so bad that you had to move on after one year. I hate the fact that this is a legitimate conversation, but it is. Right. Like, I've said this, I know I've said it a bunch of times, but it it bears repeating. It goes against every fiber in my body to talk about job security in year one of a contract. It just does. Like, the coach hasn't really had a chance to do the whole, everything he needs to do, you know, but... right. It's been that bad. And there's been so many, like just an absence of indications that, of positive indicators that Kenny is the right guy for the job, that I am 100% willing to talk about job security and think it's not insane to talk about job security, where 99% of the time I would think it would be insane. Even when I knew Crackthorpe wasn't the guy, I knew that we couldn't fire him after six and six or five and seven, whatever the first year was, you know? Like, it's just, it sucks. It's a terrible situation. It's not great, and I hate having the same conversations constantly. But that is unfortunately where we are. I really hope they change the narrative tonight. Not holding out a whole lot of hope, but I'm hoping. I, I, I'm, I've got a little shred of hope. I, I'd love to talk about something else on Friday. <laughs> I'll, I'll bottom line this in terms of the firing him after one year discussion and all of that. If they get to the, all the way through to the end of the season, and it's true, not just – your feelings but like it's true that nothing improved nothing and that the same sorts of you know incredibly high turnover sloppiness you know all that if it's true that all that's true all the way through to the end of the year and nothing gets better between now and the end of the year and they come out and are like look this blows but we fired him i'm Hmm. not gonna be shocked by that yeah and i and kenny doesn't have much of a right to be upset about that if it turns out that this is on, on paper, in terms of the measuring the way a team has played their ball, one of the worst ever, I don't think it's out of the question. I just don't think that's what they're going to do. And saying right. what they should do and what they will do are two different things. And James, I think, struggles with that a little bit. Let's get Mike uh, in here next. Mike, thanks for waiting, buddy. Welcome into the drive. What's up? Uh, yeah, am I in there? Yes, sir. Yes, What's sir. 
Yeah, I think uh, I think that caller before James, I think what he was trying to imply, and I won't speak for him, but was that maybe Josh Hurd was told that he had to hire Kenny Payne, and now that it's went so far south that maybe now Josh Hurd has the stones or the platform to say, hey, you told me to hire the wrong guy, now I'm going to do it my way kind of thing. I think that's what he was implying and, and never got to it, but I don't know for sure. But I think anyway, that's probably so, what, he was in, what he was implying as well. I just don't know where we go with that right now, you yeah. know. I got you. Well, uh, I heard your caller before, James. I, I, I didn't catch his name, but he was talking about Wayne. how he – Wayne. Uh, okay. So he's got these, uh, you know, these kids from, from the African school uh, loaded in, and Josh is part of it, and this is going to turn around. And, you know, I get all that, and I see everybody across town with all of this hope based on what might happen out here. Well, I might win the damn lottery tonight. Um <laughs> But I might not play it either. Uh, but it, it's kind of weird that we, you know, a year ago, we heard this. We heard so much hope, and we heard that Matt couldn't recruit. That would be fixed yep. with Kenny Payne. Matt couldn't coach. That would be fixed with Kenny Payne. Matt couldn't uh, uh, develop players. That would be fixed with uh, Kenny Payne. Look at the uh, uh, people in the stands and and how many season ticket holders are going away and donors are going away. That'll be fixed with Kenny Payne. And, and then in game adjustments would be fixed with Kenny Payne because Matt didn't use his timeouts or do any game across the board. The reason that conversation is on the board uh, today that that Kenny Payne might or might not get fired. It's because of the results that Kenny Payne as the leader of this basketball team has brought to the table. And, and there's, it's nobody else's fault. And all of this false hope and all these built-in excuses because people want Kenny Payne to succeed and they are somehow personally invested in that, in the outcome, beyond just being a Cardinal fan and rooting for the team or being honest about the results. They've got other investments in it, no matter which way, whether they want him fired or they want him to stay. Uh, it, it doesn't change the fact that this is Kenny Payne's responsibility. He chose to be the leader, and he's not leading. And so I think the question, and I'll say this, and I'll be quiet like y'all respond. I think the question isn't, at the end of the year, should Kenny Payne be fired or not? There's one person that should be asked a question, and that's Kenny Payne. Why in the world would anybody retain you for a second year after you've done this? Appreciate, yeah. Listen, I appreciate the call. I totally agree with that that question. And that I don't the, really disagree with the, much of his points at all. Like the problem with with for Kenny with with what he was just saying there is that if you know if if they were to just have an impromptu meeting right now with with Josh and Kenny and, and it was sort of one essay question, you know, like why should I? You know, why should you get year yeah. two? Like, he doesn't have anything firm in terms of that are accomplishments or things that are true about the team because of him. And it should worry the most ardent defender of him that your best argument is we're going to change everything around him and that will make it better. It's like, well, what's he positively like injecting here? that you should keep him at all. Like if you're going to go through all the trouble of turning over the whole roster and the whole coaching staff instead of just that, like really? Like So I think it's imperative for Kenny, and I'm hoping that it's true. I want this to work because I think he's a, he's a tremendously good person, and I just like when good people succeed. But the job is not to be a good person. The job is to win basketball games at, at Louisville, and he's got to convince – 
I think people who pay money and Josh Hurd, that he provides something that they would not want to lose if they get rid of him at the end of the year. And that's a tall task right now. Yeah. And what does he have to sell? By the way, the texture that's sitting in the Rick Pitino picture, I've been looking at it all day. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) No. Oh. Rick Pitino at a... He's at the. It's a picture of him at the Knicks Cavs game in, in the garden because Donovan oh was playing. There it is. <laughs> just looks zooted. Just looks out of his mind. He does. You're so right about that. <laughs> this was after dinner. He'd already had like you know four or five glasses of red wine. Oh yeah. Let's get uh, Alex in here before we take our last break because we have not done so. Alex, welcome to the drive. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's up, guys? I guess hey, the part that I'm annoyed with with uh, fans, which I mean, I guess. If they want to have these thoughts, then that's fine. But the the whole like like the hindsight is twenty twenty. Like the fans that are calling in saying, "Well, you said this, and and it was supposed to be this, and then we did this, and we thought this was going to happen." Like, yeah, like we hired him because that's exactly what we thought was going to happen. It's not. It's not like we hired him. Uh, it's not like we hired him and, and then all of a sudden, like, and then these things don't come to fruition. And then everybody's like pointing the finger at people that were like, well, you, that was your guy because you, you said he was going to do this. Well, yeah, that's what, like, nobody was under the impression that he was going to come in and that he literally was going to miss out on almost every single uh, uh, top notch person in the, in the portal. And then we were going to have, two five-star recruits that were going to one decommit or excuse me, one commits to a team and he's not even playing right now. Uh, Isaiah Miranda, he's literally just sitting on the bench at NC state. And then another player just, I don't even know. He just didn't even show up to Louisville live and then commits to Texas. Like, like you can't, you can't expect you, you, you hire a coach based upon, especially a coach that doesn't have a track record of having head coaching experience. We hired him based upon the potential that we thought he had, which obviously is well, is yet to be seen because right now we're we're struggling. Um, but for people that are saying that Kenny Payne, like, just absolutely flat out can't coach, and I don't even know what's going on out. Like some on, on some of the things that, that Jeff Greer was saying about him, like I've I have I've yet to watch a game in the first like. Some of the games, but in the first like ten or fifteen minutes, Louisville's in. Like Louisville's playing. Louisville's playing step for step with North Carolina. Louisville's playing step for step with NC State. Louisville's playing step for step with Syracuse. Like I have it. What it is is there's just like mishaps that happen. Which because he's a new coach, he makes mistakes. And then also we have players that for some reason can't hit a bucket. They get a play call for him two feet from the basket and they miss. But I just think there's just a lot of things happening like all at once and there was like great expectation with him coming in and he didn't necessarily meet expectation there and then obviously he's a brand new head coach so there's growing pains that's going to come with that and then right now I just think we're at the point to where we're just like look you the way you pour milk in your cereal bowl just pisses me off like that, yeah. that's how we are right now with him like yeah, why you got to chew so loud stage <laughs> yeah yeah right. exactly like we're we're literally we're we're just we're just at that point with him which is I, I, I'm really, really hoping that he can turn it around. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I, I had a dream last night that we won the game. So I'm just going to say we win the game. I don't know what it was. There you I go. Had a dream hey, there you go. And we won. 
So uh, let's let's hope my dream comes to fruition. If it doesn't, I'm not going to be shocked because they've been crushing my dreams all year. But <laughs> I, I just think to to to, to say. To say to to say some of the things these Louisville fans are saying, they're speaking like, I don't I don't know. It's it's like hindsight is twenty twenty, and then and number two, like the circumstance that that we all are in right now is is very frustrating. And I'm and I know for a fact Kenny Payne doesn't want to lose these games. And to say the team hasn't improved from Bellarmine to now, I think this team, if we have what this team where they are right now, plays Bellarmine, Wright State, and all those other. Uh, uh, weak teams that we played at the beginning. I think, uh, or I won't say weak, but lower level teams we played at the beginning. I think this this team beats them. But right now we're in the middle of ACC play, so it's 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 hard. But I don't I don't know, guys. Um, maybe maybe I'm just seeing things as glass half full because I I have rose colored glasses. A lot of Louisville fans, uh, my friends say that I that's what I have about the team. But I think. I, I would give them another year. I really would, especially with the circumstances and everything that's happened. Like nothing has went his way in recruiting at all, outside of getting this guy from uh, from Africa. Which honestly, I had a funny thing, and I'll be off here. Uh, buy or sell? Does oh Kenny Payne put in Zan Payne first before he puts in Okafor? <laughs> I think that, that that's was, pretty good. That would have been a really good. You taking notes, question, Spencer? But, <laughs> I am now. But that was a, that's a good one. That's there. a good yeah. one. <laughs> thank you, guys. I'll listen. Appreciate, I appreciate the call there. Uh, hey, we, we need to take a quick break. All right, because I have some we'll thoughts just, about that. Yeah, we'll it, put a cap on that. Yeah. All right, we'll take a quick break. Be right back. Wrap things up here on the drive on at the end of the day. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it. But then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on Ninth on the Bill Mark and it's Dave Skull. Appreciate you guys hanging uh, with us here, Dave. You said there was something that you definitely wanted to uh, to say before. We well, no, like, up. I like I appreciate Alex's minutes. call, and I'm not, you know, like he's fine, but just like he just strips so much agency away from Kenny in that phone call. You know, like well, bad things happen. It was unfortunate, and it was a mishap here and a mishap here, and it's like, yeah, well, has, some of it has to be on him with recruiting, right? <laughs> like he can't. He clearly, even if you allow for the cloud and IARP and everything, like, sure, he wasn't going to get a lot of 2022 recruits, and 2023 was going to be tough because most of the groundwork is already laid. And the transfer portal, he wasn't going to get the top 10, 20 guys, whatever, but he ain't getting anybody else. You know, he, he, he passed on everybody else. And the results on the court, like 2-17, and 17, just goes beyond just 
a mishap or a unfortunate here and there. But I understand, Alex. Like you know, look, look man, I, I'm I, I ain't here to take your your optimism away, and and I hope your dream comes true and we win tonight. I was going to ask him what other dreams he's had and if any of them have been premonitions, <laughs> or is this the first? I don't know. Had a dream about potato. <laughs> I had a dream about pocket potatoes. It's one that I want to live. Pocket potato also sounds like code for something else. It really does. It sounds like a euphemism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with that one. <laughs> I'm uh, going to keep That's not going to stop me from saying it. It's like so, Pittsburgh you, style. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Dave, how about you, buddy? You got a prediction for tonight? Let's be bold here. Let's, uh, let's be men. I think we lose by 13. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want it to be different. I do. Oh, who comes in first, Zan Payne or? Okay, or so I did love that question. It was a great like that, Alex. You should be like you're recruited for for writing our uh, our buy or sells going forward. Yeah, Sorry, I, just gotta get, I just gotta get a staff together. Yeah, here that's right. <laughs> you're now Spencer's intern. I can't tell you if that pays anything. <laughs> I uh, I cannot stress this enough that. Uh, to the extent that Kenny, if you if you are sensitive to the just sort of where you stand with people right now and that sort of thing, um, if you can ever find a reason to play anyone else but Zan Payne, take it. Please do. Yes, it is. It feels. I can tell you from direct testimony of many people, reasonable people, people I trust their judgment on these on on anything just about who find the insertion of Zan Payne into the lineup infuriating. Yes. And and, and the, I think it's fair to say that gives brings you, like, I don't know what the payoff of that is. I am on record. I had a day <laughs> of Zan Payne rants. Um, it just is an unnecessary irritant. Like, what does it do, help you? <laughs> like, how does it help you? It is an it is an aggravating circumstance. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're two and seventeen, and he keeps putting in his kid. The season was due when Zan Payne was the first player off the bench against Bellarmine. Dude, optics are so bad there. Like you have to know. That's what I'm saying. Like this is where I don't know if he's just blissfully unaware, but like the optics of putting in your kid, um, the way it sounds when you say. The rest of the players are laughing at the amount of effort a core four was putting out on the court. You know, everything. I don't know if it's just because I'm tuned up like we all are. And we're just like, you know what? That's ridiculous. Everything's offending me when it comes to this team and this coaching staff. But that, they're just all miscalculations, you know, like all of them. They're all making it harder on yourself. And it's already going to be really hard. You're 2-17. Well, and, and I saw you mark that, Spencer. You ain't slick. I I loved you saying unnecessary irritant. Yeah, because I I think that that is that is a very good way of thinking about it. And when I think the the fact that or what makes it unnecessary as a quote unquote irritant is that you don't really seem to get anything out exactly. of Zan playing, yeah. other than it feels like he's either rubbing their noses in it or our noses in it. Right, like that's. <laughs> That's how him him being out there. And if he plays before a guy you just praised, like he's brought a new energy, et cetera, to the practice, like 
You know what would be a great like everyone would at least sit up straight and watch the first t- uh, through the first TV timeout with like I think a lot of joy if he's in the starting line. He just starts him, yeah. Yes, I really <laughs> talking about I a core four, not Zampin. Yes, that's right. Not, <laughs> that's exactly right. So we will say, hey, listen, keep it here, and you'll know uh, if that is how this plays out uh, tonight here. Uh, coverage of the game pre-game starts 7 30 you'll have the game itself and then ethan moore deep into the night uh, afterwards hopefully with something happy to react to you've been listening to the drive on our thunderville see you